Hide your kids. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody. Good evening. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday, so we are back with a brand new episode of your favorite show, TGIF. Now we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and in the world of social media. So sit back, relax. I hope you got you something to drink so you can join us while we drop this hot tea. All right, y'all, please welcome brand ambassador, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Man, I'm trying to power through this show. I'm trying to power. I thought you were in Atlanta. I was working. I was uh, hosting Love and Hip Hop Reunion, and we had a 17-hour day. Oh, and wow. And I 1,000% exhausted, and my I, I talked for 12 hours straight, I think. Ah, well, you got a good check, though. I mean, no I, did, no, no, I did not. So people stay at my DMs. I've been getting asked for money so much, and I'm going to talk to you about that later on. Please welcome a multimedia personality, Funky Dynepa. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Still trying to unlock my better self oh, over here Lord. drinking my Publix lemonade, you know. So Al and I, we went on DMs, and basically we realized it's only on the show that he tries to unlock his Only on self. the show. And on the weekend, as soon as he's out, away from us, he's getting tore up. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about Tora, but I got something for the fans. I'm gonna need y'all to stop confronting me on my own social media talking about what well, I guess you're not unlocking your better self today. <laughs> Listen, sometimes my better self backslides, okay? Oh. And, and, and sometimes I just need a little Hennessy with a in coat with a shot of Hennessy on the side. All right, Ooh, let me. His it's better shift had his better self has office hours, Claudia. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I never heard of like someone trying to just be better, like just from nine to five. Like, right? Just from five to seven when he sleep. Yes, yeah. hey, better than drinking all day. Real quick, I know we got to get into the topics, but I've been getting hit up for money a lot lately by people that I'm associates with, like not really that close. Like I'm friends, maybe we work together once or twice, and also strangers. What do y'all do when you get these stories? I mean, of course, you can ignore them, but sometimes it's people that you kind of know. Shonda Rhimes helped me out with this the best. Um, as people, we oftentimes have the responsibility. I mean, we, we feel obligated when we tell people no and we make this excuse. Oh, girl, I can't do it this time because I just paid my rent. And when somebody asks somebody like you or me or Al for money and you say no, they know you're lying right? Like you have it. So Shonda Rhimes said her response is, I'm sorry, I'm unable to do that at this time. And that has saved me with all that guilt from telling people no. I do feel guilty because like you can have it, but it adds up. Like if I gave it to everyone that asked me, I wouldn't have it. And it's not like small amounts. It's like $7,000, $2,000. It's not like, hey, can I hold $400? And it's really hard to pay that back. And then I also get conflicted with, am I being blessed so I'm able to help others? Mm -hmm. Everybody I've loaned money to, I've lost as a friend. And it's been all men. None of my girlfriends, all men. So, all right, just something to think about. I want to hear your thoughts in the chat. And I just want to kind of, I think we should talk about things like that on the show as well. You know, real life issues. All right, let's get into the show. What y'all sipping on tonight? Public, uh, public sweet tea for me tonight. I'm doing a mango margarita uh, by Cutwater. Okay, okay. I'm just drinking tea. I'm trying to get this already raspy voice back. I saw someone put in the comments that I sound like I smoke 20 packs of cigarettes a day. I said, mm-hmm. 
Like Q says, I'm with you when you're right. So okay. <laughs> let's get into these topics. All right. ASAP Rocky has been charged for allegedly shooting former friend, a former friend in November. Rocky was charged with two counts of assault with a semi-automatic firearm with allegations of personally using a firearm. The Los Angeles County District Attorney said discharging a gun in public in a public place is a serious offense that could have ended with tragic consequences, not only for the person targeted, but also for innocent bystanders visiting Hollywood. What are your thoughts on this news? And do you think this could affect his relationship with one of our faves, Rihanna, Al, let's start with you. <laughs> Listen, we know that ASAP Rocky is no stranger to the law and having a run in with the law. In 2012, remember he pled guilty for grand larceny for that little tussle he had with the photographer. In 2013, he slapped a fan <laughs> at that concert or that festival made in America. And then we saw in 2019, he got detained in Sweden for and got a guilty uh verdict for that assault that he did to that fan um in sweden it was sweden right yeah mm -hmm. my question here is he's got to do better uh he's been in the game for more than 10 years um and he's associated with one of the most beautiful women in the game they have a beautiful newborn and she's a billionaire she's she's really successful like what else does he have to be upset about right like what what does he fight all these people for so maybe asap rocky probably needs to take some anger management courses but this is my question q and claudia what's up with all these super successful women dating these bad boys like Nicki minaj her husband has a run-in with the law monica her husband, what was his sea murder, you know, running with the law. What's going on with these super successful black women being attached to these very volatile black men? First of all, sea murder is innocent. I need him out of jail. Okay, go ahead, Q. Um, so to answer your question, Al, Ian LeVanzet teaches us that you date on the level of your self-esteem. So rather you may be rich and successful or not, if you see yourself as a hood girl on the inside, you probably go date a hood boy on the outside. That's just my guess. When I got my degree in economics from Florida State, <laughs> nothing but psychology. But when it comes to ASAP Rocky, here's the thing that gets me right. I guess, you know, th their defense strategy, right? Like pleading guilty, you're automatically going to get some time. Um, and I guess they're trying not to get him any time. But here's the thing. Here's what we know. A semi-automatic weapon went off in public. People saw it. It was your friend who saw you do it. Negro, you did it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I guess pleading guilty is just their strategy. And I hope they're able to kick ass in the courtroom but it looks like you going to jail, okay? <laughs> and if you do happen to go to jail, let's just hope it's for a short enough time that Rihanna's willing to hold you down and it's not like five, six, seven years and nothing crazy like that. Uh, about the part, the piece you said, Al, about women dating men like this. Um, I don't know. Uh, a lot of my friends... Um, I mean, I had in LA, I found myself with a lot of friends that were in that similar situation because I feel like there was a definite shortage of available men. So, you know, and then here in Texas, all the women I know are really doing well. And to, for them to date on their level, it's damn impossible. I don't know who can Rihanna date on her level that we know of. 
I mean, I, we don't, I don't necessarily need her to date on a level. I just don't want her to date a man that's very volatile, that's that's pleading guilty to assault charges and now to a gun charge. That's all I'm asking. I mean, she doesn't have to have someone on her level. I just want her to have someone that doesn't doesn't compromise her, her family, or her brand. Well, yeah. you know, a, a deeper conversation, and we can have it on another show, is that women to a certain degree undergird toxic masculinity as well because they consider all that bad boy stuff to be masculine and to be a turn on. They like true. it. That's true. Until you grow up. Right. I mean, I had about six months as a 17-year-old where I thought that shit was cute and then it was over. I, <laughs> I'll take a square any day that got some common sense. But, you know, I don't know if she knew all that when she got with them. I remember when she first got with them the first time around, we kind of like laughed about it. Like, we were like, yeah, she didn't really take him seriously. But second time around... Got in there. Rihanna, we wish you the best. And I hope he can stay out of trouble because I know you need your baby daddy. To your be baby daddy. But okay. then again, you don't. You got your billions. You don't need no baby right. daddy. You got billions, baby. The kid needs her, though. Child, please. That child will be just fine. Between boarding school, nannies, nanny McPhee, mama, that free house in Barbados. That child don't need that baby. That child need the millions. Oh, my goodness. All right. The federal judge on R. Kelly's trial request, Kelly's, uh, denied Kelly's request to disqualify jurors who watched the surviving R. Kelly documentary. The documentary details R. Kelly's crime from the point of view of his accusers and their families. R. Kelly's legal team feels jurors who watch the documentary will be biased in Kelly's case. What are your thoughts on R. Kelly's request, Al? Listen, at this point, R. Kelly's just trying to limit the number of years that's added to his already present conviction. And you can't be mad at that. Um, And I just uh, I'm not going to say love, but I find it interesting that these criminals are learning the law. This is a very good thing because people like R. Kelly end up teaching the masses the law. And in this case, he has he has a point because according to the law, each attorney has an unlimited number of four case challenges for jurors that have compromised the jury based on their publicity or exposure to publicity around the crime, right? So in this case, he's right. He wants all of those jurors that have had experience or have watched the show to be expelled. Now, this is the problem here, though. Of the 80 jury potential prospects, only nine have have admitted to watching his documentary. So he has, what, 71 other ones that if he expels those nine that he now has to has to work with. Now, this is this is the, the rub for me here. Well, actually, it's the good and the bad. The good, the bad is R. Kelly on this trial is facing child pornography. That means all the people that are coming against him are underage or were underage at the time of the offense. The good part, though, Claudia and Q, is that there have been named two other people who worked with R. Kelly to corral, corral, well, what am I saying, wrangle these underage women and their help being held accountable. So thumbs up for that. Okay, Q. So I would never tell nobody to go kill themselves. But R. Kelly, at this point, you should just lay down and hope that you don't wake up because... You're not getting out of jail ever. I don't even know why, you know, they need to create a law that says when we prove it so good on the state side, we just going to let that ride as the federal court case and be done with it. Because we're around here wasting taxpayers' dollars, number one. 
Number two, he is going to be found guilty to some degree on just about all the doggone counts. Number four, personally, my spirit would just be dead and defeated. I'd just be so tired of fighting this. I'd be like, Lord, just go ahead and assign me to my cell and let me go in the prison rec yard two days a week and play basketball and just accept my fate. Um, I'm tired of hearing about it. I mean, it feels like R. Kelly has been in court for the last five years, has he? 20 years, it feels like. Yeah. That's what it feels like. He got 30 on the state side. The man already 50-something. If he ain't going to die in prison, he going to have one leg in the grave by the time he get out. He may, he might as well leave his trial stuff alone and just start enjoying his new life being the prison choir director. I think this is a non-story. Uh, of course, that they should expel jurors that have seen the documentary. That's normal in any case. You want people that are biased already and have an opinion on this to not be part of the jury pool. And we want that. Because at the end of the day, if there's a conviction, you don't want there to be any way it could be deemed a mistrial or, you know, mm -hmm. you, you want to be able to have a legitimate trial. So there's nothing wrong with this. Everyone didn't see the documentary. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people here that are not familiar with this case like we are. We're invested. But there's a whole bunch of America that don't really give a damn about this, that don't really know much about this. So this is normal to, to expel jurors that have watched the documentary. So he's doing what he's supposed to do. Al, you're right. That's what a lawyer is supposed to ask for. It's not a big deal. But R. Kelly, I, I agree with Q. I, I think it's time for you to accept your, your 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 fate and maybe use this time in prison to learn how to read. Okay. <laughs> Kim Zoziak's daughter, Ariana Bierman, was arrested over the weekend for a DUI in Georgia. The 20-year-old, wow, that's 20? Oh, that's a hard 20. Well, I'm so glad I'm black. This 20-year-old was charged with three misdemeanors driving under the influence of alcohol improper and erratic lane change and underage possession of alcohol. Kim took to Instagram to defend her daughters and claimed Ariana was not under the influence. Kim wrote, since she was being cooperative and honest, she admitted to consuming marijuana the day before, meaning over 24 hours prior to her contact with law enforcement. In addition, the arresting officer, as evidenced by his own police report, charged Ariana with impairment by alcohol. She wholly denied these allegations and intends to fight these charges because she is not guilty of them. Let's start with you, Q. What do you think about this story? It kills me just the way people can flat out lie and just think you stupid. I always tell y'all, my biggest, the, if, if you want me to get physical with you, play on my intelligence. Ain't nobody stupid, okay? This girl clearly got a dog on DUI. And what's even more baffling and I'm not just going to put this on white people because I'm going to put this on these, these new style age of parenting. I don't know what type of parenting that y'all doing that your child even felt comfortable enough driving home, smelling like alcohol, smelling like vape, or smelling like cigarette. When I was in high school and in college, no matter how long I stayed out, one of my parents was half asleep in that doggone living room. And when I walked past that <laughs> recliner, all right, they were going to smell smoke, sex, alcohol, or any damn thing I was doing. So I knew better than to take a sip of alcohol and wobble my ass in the doggone house. I didn't have my first drink until I went away to college. And Kim strikes me as the type that let her children sit up and drink with her. OK, the fact that your daughter was out there drinking at 20 
and then coming back to live in your house says a lot about your parenting, Kim. And then you reinforce her poor behavior by getting on the internet and lying. Shame on you. She felt comfortable saying, oh, mom, no, I wasn't drinking, but I, I smoked weed the day before. I so so you still high from that. As if that's better. Now, and, and let me tell you something. I don't did my best share of drugs, okay? <laughs> but I ain't never still been high from the night before, okay? <laughs> that was some good stuff if it had her running in the cars and lying to police officers. All right. Uh, you know what, Al? We'll get to your thoughts. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, we see you in the chat. If you are enjoying the show, go ahead and give me a like. Give us a like and also give us some flames in the chat. Show your love for the three of us. All right, Al, before we went to break, we we're talking about Kim and uh, Kim Zolziak and her daughter with the, the DUI. What are your thoughts on uh, the case? You know, two things here. Kim, Kim Zosiak, clearly that publicist check cleared because Kim didn't write that statement. Her publicist did. And it, it, it was really sad. And number two, shame on Kim for um, taking up for her daughter who was basically driving drunk. I don't care if you're a celebrity or not. You do not have the right out here to be driving drunk, putting other people's lives at jeopardy. There are a couple of things that we know that, about this young girl and Kim is, is not being forthright. Number one, it was after 1 a.m. Number two, she hit a car. Thank goodness it was just a fender bender. Number two, the cop says she smelled of alcohol. Not only did she smell of alcohol, but she couldn't, she couldn't, she was swimming during the field sobriety test and she declined the breathalyzer test so i'm just out here and they said that she committed she admitted to smoking weed this just isn't right and i understand that that's her daughter and she's taking up for her daughter but you can't protect somebody that's putting other people's lives in jeopardy like that you cannot tell a bold-faced lie like this Especially in light of the accident we just all saw in california where right just violated and just how they were I mean, that was just murdered. Mm. I think the proper statement would be, you know, I'm, we're looking into it or I, I apologize for my, the actions of my daughter that may have put people in harm's way, something mm, like that. Right. You know, there's too many people that die in, in, in accidents like this. And like you said, Al, thank God she hit a, an object and not a human. Yeah, and you know what? I think the other sad part about it is too, is that it's further undergirding this whole, you know, white privilege we're above the law bs like your daughter did it and you're trying to lie to the whole doggone world when it's written all over the wall that this is done and you're reinforcing it just just being a karen at the max right now and alcohol and she had alcohol in her car like come on how stupid <laughs> do you expect us to be again parents stop being friends to your kids and be parents she clearly is talking to you like that's the homie. All right, moving on during an interview with Drink Champs, Lil Fizz shocked B2K fans when he revealed that he and his groupmates have not had Omarion's number in 20 years. Let's take a look at this clip. What's up? Like, I'm hitting this up. No, no response. Reading red in the DM. No response. Like, damn, bro, what's up? I'm going on the next season talking about the group, putting it back together. 
Now, after the Drake Champs uh, clip, clip went viral, Omarion posted a clip from the upcoming chapter of three of the Omega, The Gift, The Curse docuseries, where he talked about how during the Millennium Tour, Rasby seemed distraught over J-Boog's I Don't Feel Safe shirt and suggested that J-Boog was trying to antagonize Rasby during the tour. In the video, it also suggests that Rasby appeared to be scared of his alleged rapist, Chris Stokes, that's his alleged rapist. Uh, look at what went down. You find out that what triggered him, what agitated him, was that Boog wore a t-shirt that said, I don't feel safe. That was clearly a reference to what Raz had said in New York. Razby is officially off the tour. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. Because I feel like Chris Stokes is around. I wasn't really picking up that Boog was with his head like that. Why would you wear the shirt? Wow. Wow. What, what are your thoughts on this feud that just won't end? Let's start with you, Q. Well, first of all, and I and I hate to keep referencing Iyana Vanzette, but that's my spiritual teacher. <laughs> she taught me, if you don't want me, I'm not going to let me want you. Okay? It ain't no way in hell I've been trying to call somebody for 20 years. <laughs> okay? You got one time to change your phone number. Or, 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 or show me that you have no interest in being friends with me. And it's a wrap. Omarion don't see it for them. He doesn't want to be friends with them. Some people can call it ego and say he thinks he's better than them. He's blown up larger than them. The reality of the situation is Omarion has moved on. And it sucks because they need him in order to eat musically. He doesn't need them. You know what I'm saying? He was the lead star and capable of being a solo star. Now, here's my only concern about the documentary. Um, I haven't seen it, but I have a strong feeling that it's going to be biased. You can't have a group documentary um, written by one person. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be told from that person's perspective. So that's my only concern about this documentary. Um, and I'm sure it's going to cause a whole lot more pushback because as people tend to do, you know, Omarion's going to make himself look good and make them look bad. Um, and, you know, they're going to accuse him of lying. Right. Okay. Al, what do you think? I'm just so dang going confused these days. This is messy. Like, this has just been messy ever since the verses. I got to be honest. I'm just going to be honest now. Before the verses, we typically have liked Omarion over the years, right? We liked how he co-parent with April. We like how he deal with his business dealings, his business handling. We like how he handled Little Fizz when he was creeping with April. We liked all of that. We just had like a good feeling about him. But ever since that versus um, competition happened, I'm starting to question Omarion, and I don't, I don't know what that is. But I'm feeling like the other three aren't making this up. Like, I really feel like the other three aren't making this up. And and maybe the truth is, is that Omarion doesn't want to have anything really to do with the rest of those members. But I do feel like that I'm I'm starting to think that they're not lying about these type of antics and things that Omarion has done, like not sharing his personal number and making them hit him up on social media. I hate that this group has all this controversy surrounding them you know they were super dope together and it does it is difficult when there's a lead singer a star and um 
you know, the other ones need them to, to make it happen. I hate it when In Vogue broke up and they, I got new members and all of that. Um, I want to say this uh, kind of off the path of this story. No matter what you think about this story, Rasby, I hope really gets some help. I do believe there's some issues with Rasby and I feel like, you know, for a man to come forward and, and say the things that he said happened to him and to be clowned for that first. And then finally people got a little sensitive. That's, I can't imagine what that must feel like to live your life like that. It makes other men shy away from coming forward and talking about abuse, alleged abuse, I guess you'd say. All right, y'all, moving on in other news, Brittany Griner is still fighting to get home, but for now, while serving her nine-year sentence in a Russian prison, Griner might have the chance to coach women's basketball. Griner will reportedly carry out her sentence at a colony in Russia with a lenient governor who might let her coach basketball in the daytime instead of being tasked with a job like cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, or being a seamstress. Al, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this story? <laughs> are they serious? Are they serious? <laughs> will this will this t- coaching reduce her sentence or something? I don't know Brittany Griner, but I'm going to speak for her. She ain't interested. She's not interested in touching the ball in Russia. She's not interested in playing basketball in Russia no more. She wants to come home. What Funky say? (laughs) Biden people. (laughs) Joe Biden people. Let's work on accelerating this negotiation. Let's get this woman home. I do understand that past athletes of Russia who have been convicted and gone to jail have done this, like the soccer star. But Brittany Griner is not interested in teaching none of your Russian cohorts how to play basketball. She wants to come home. Please bring her home. It's crazy. There's a story like, oh, good news. Brittany might be a coach basketball in a Russian prison that sometimes may torture people. (laughs) Q, what do you think about this nonsense? You know, it's weird what I'm about to say, but I'm all about making the best of a bad situation. Now, first and foremost, I want her to come home. I want the government to do everything they can to get her home. But in the event that we're unable to get her home, you know, at least she get to pass her time doing what she loves and not being in the kitchen like on Orange is the New Black, you know? Funky. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. I mean, if but if, if if basketball was my diehard passion and I'm stuck here for nine years, you begin psychologically to look for ways to cope. And at okay. least that'll be something that she could do. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not trying to make mm-hmm. jokes out of it. I, I'm being for real. I mean... It'd be just like me going to prison for nine years and they're saying, but we will still give you computer access and allow you to do your YouTube videos. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, no, thank no. you. No, no, no. Can you imagine those videos from prison? <laughs> Child, I just got gangbang last night. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> we'll be right <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Hey guys, here at Fox Soul, we are dedicated to being accurate about our stories. And when we make a mistake, we're going to just fix it. And sometimes we have a slip of the tongue or a mistake. Funky, go ahead. Child, y'all know I be rambling and carrying on. I know good and damn well ASAP Rocky pleaded not guilty to his current case. And I had a slip of the tongue 
being excited and said he pled guilty. So I just want to clear that up for the children's real quick. So y'all know that we actual and we factual like TLC, baby. But you also do stick to you. If you were in prison, you would be talking about a gang rape. <laughs> On my YouTube. You don't want to clear that up though. I didn't, no, no, that's fine. That's the truth. Okay. That's a fact. That's the truth. Okay. <laughs> as long as we're clear. Okay. Moving on. We're never going to be on network. Okay. A Kansas City pastor lashed out at his congregation after they failed to buy him a watch that he requested. Watch this clip. See, that's how I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. After receiving backlash on social media from the viral clip, the pastor posted the following apology. Though there was context behind the content of the clip, no context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish I've caused by my words. I've spoken to those I'm accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. I've also privately apologized to my church who has extended their love and support to me. I'm privileged to do life with them. What do you think about how he react we reacted? And what are your thoughts on his apology? We are going to go to our resident church Christian here. Al Reynolds, Al, what do you think about this? <laughs> Your resident. See, y'all play too much. Anyway, it seems like every week we're covering like some dysfunction going on in the Wait, back. Did you just unbutton your top button and get loose for this segment? I did. I did. You know, I've been drinking, so now I'm getting a little warm. <laughs> okay, I, I was like, you I'm was getting like, a little. I'm and now you let it all hang loose. No, he get he get he getting loose because some BS about to come out of his mouth. Uh, never know what. Wait, wait now. Never know BS. Now, as I was saying, every week we were talking about these instances in black churches, and I got to be honest with you that what we cover it's just a shame. It's a shame that these types of instances keep happening, and we keep exposing these black uh, ministers for their unacceptable behaviors. But let me be very clear. And this I am very serious about. The black church and its leadership have done amazing things over the course in the life of the black church. They've served cat they served as a catalyst in making sure blacks are counted in the political process. We know that Georgia itself and Biden himself have said if it wasn't for the, the mobilization of the black churches in the black vote, he would not be the president to say. We, the, the black church has also been beacons surrounding education and economic empowerment. They have also been an integral part of eradicating disease and poison and viruses in our community. Just recently, COVID, it was through the churches that we were able to educate people how it dis disproportionately affected African-Americans and their need to be vaccinated. So let's be very clear. The black church may have a few bad apples, but in all in all, the black church has saved the black community. Okay, there, there's, there's a few bad apples. They growing though lately. All right, Q, what you think? Here's a funny thing. At this point, I'm not even mad with the pastor. I'm mad with every idiot who will bring their ass back to that church next Sunday. There's no way in hell that anybody, a college professor, kindergarten teacher, a neighbor would speak to me the way that that man spoke to them in reference to their finances and they read lobster money about buying him a watch and I would return my ass to church 
the next Sunday? How does that even work? We also saw this on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mary Crosby is a is a pastor, and um, she did not get the gift that she wanted, and she berated her church members like, "What's wrong with you people? You broke people, so on and so forth." I just don't understand this new generation of leadership in the church, the Kimberrells with the booking fees and all of this stuff that they just want these lavish lives off of these people's money. And the sad part in closing is that you're absolutely right. So you're not worth my red lobster money because that's probably all we have. Um, I agree with what both of y'all said. Yes, the church, the black church has done amazing things. That's why it sucks when someone that represents a church does something like this, because with social media and the media per period, it becomes representative of the entire thing, whether it's accurate or not. Just mm. like if you watch reality, if you live in Europe and you only know black people by, by reality TV, you think we all act like that. They really do think that because they're, they're not very limited, right? If you don't really go to church and you don't have an experience up close, you're going to be like, Oh, that's why I'm turned off. They're all like that. So shame on this man for being so materialistic. And we keep seeing this happen in the black churches. And y'all got to be smarter than this. You know, everyone has a phone. You know, you're going to get blasted. I'm put on social media. So why are you in church begging and talking about a watch? I'm a Vada watch and berating the people like, well, what are you doing? It's, church is not there for you to be cleaning up and getting gifts. And if it is, you should not be leading that church. You're supposed to be giving, not taking, in my opinion. People want to bless you. That's one thing. But all this flashy nonsense is is a is a major turnoff to people that are on the fringes and us people that are not quite there with unlocking our better selves when it comes to religion we're not there yet we may get turned off by these stories even though they're not you know they're not all like that all right i'm sick of it though y'all and i hope other church members hold their people accountable you know all right tiffany haddish recently spoke about the time she turned down a 10 million dollar endorsement deal to post on social media. Oh my God. Tiffany turned down the deal because she didn't think the company aligned with her brand. She said, I turned down $10 million because my soul is worth more than that to me. She continued, I'd rather be flat broke than get money to do something that makes me feel like bleep. What are your thoughts on the story? And would you turn down 10 million if a company did not align with their brand? Al, the brand strategist here, what say you? Well, <clears throat> you know, she says she can't keep a man but one thing she knows is she knows how to make money. And in this case, all money's not good money. Um, you know, I watched Tiffany's David Letterman interview and what a story this woman has going from foster care and sleeping in her car and, and evolving into the amazing talent she is. I, I just feel like I need context on what did she turn down and why? Because Tiffany Haddish, you know, turn down 10 million, turning down $10 million is a lot, Claudia. Like I, when I think about and hear this type of stuff, I think about you actually, because one thing about Claudia George, she ain't turning down no money. And if it don't make her feel comfortable, she will talk people into making her feel Unless it's embarrassing feminine product products. I had turned down. That's the only thing I turned, down, turned that. down. I I'm was seen, like, I want to be known as the yeast infection girl or the, I've seen no, Claudia I'm not doing talk. That. I've seen Claudia talk people's deals. They come at her one way, but she will flip the script and turn that deal into uh -huh. some money. I'm, so I'm I need good. I need a little context in this because, we, you know, one thing we know is Tiffany 
10 million dollars would help her out a lot i mean i think you know if you google her her net worth is only six million so turning down 10 million dollars i'm going to assume was something that was a, a complete violation of everything that her soul that exists in her soul q what do you think listen i'm i'm not buying this um i'm so you know virtuous and i'm so in tune with myself that i'm turning down 10 million dollars the reality of the situation is you turn down $10 million because you could afford to. And that's just true, T. You could afford to. Our, that net worth say $6 million, we don't know. That stuff don't always be true. Maybe and we don't know what other projects she probably had already lined up, contract signed, and she knew how much money was coming in. She turned it down because she could. Because that, that Tiffany Haddish that was wearing that same white dress, to all the award shows a couple years ago, talking about how much she paid for that dress, that Tiffany Haddish was not turning down on $10 million. That Tiffany Haddish was going to take that $10 million. Tiffany Haddish, fresh off a girl's trip, would have took $10 million. But when you have it, and the amount of money is not going to alter your lifestyle by much, and taxes going to eat up most of it, then you got a little more fluidity in terms of being able to turn that money down. That's true, because when you start getting to a place where you're comfortable, you're trying down things that you're at one point, like, I can't believe I'm turning down this money that at one point I would have loved to have this offer. And I, recently she spoke about girls trips. She got paid $80,000 for it. But in the course of a, a span of a very short amount of time, she is running that cube rating up and she is getting that bread now. I'm just curious, like, what was the product that she turned down? Because for me, it's like feminine products and stuff like it's kind of embarrassing, like that kind of stuff. But everything else, we good. I mean, I'm not going to advertise crack or nothing like that. But like, I'm just like, what was it that was so bad that you couldn't figure out a way? Like, I, I, I'm curious. I, I want to know. I'm going to so get in trouble for this. It is uh, so messy and I don't care. But you got a friend that should have turned down a commercial that be coming on at three o'clock. You know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have our commercial break right now. Who is it? No, no, no. We'll be right back. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> is your car windshield clean? <laughs> oh, God. Here you? we go. Here we go. <laughs> Ow, your car windshield intact. You're not gonna get me involved in this because I like her. Uh, that's a good friend of mine. Hey, <laughs> thank you. <Check>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll I take that check. I'll endorse the windshield tomorrow. What would you not endorse, Al? Um, mm, at this point, <clears throat> anything that harms babies and adult uh, and uh, elderly. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Let's get out of this. Uh, recently, Idris Elba talked about why he didn't give his daughter a role in his new movie, Beast. Take a look at this clip from The Breakfast Club on 105.1. Interestingly enough, my daughter auditioned for this role. She wants to be an actress and she, mm. wanted, she auditioned. <laughs> and, you know, it came down to chemistry in the end. You know, my she daughter was and I, she was great. But yeah. the, the relationship in the film and the relationship between my daughter was. It was, the chemistry wasn't right for a film, weirdly enough. Mm -hmm. she didn't, my, wife, my daughter didn't talk to me for about three weeks. Wow. So, you know. Oh, I love his accent. All right, what do y'all think about Idris Elba's decision? Al, what you think? <laughs> this is a tough one for me. And Q, I don't want to hear your mouth. I have known Idris and his daughter, <laughs> Isan. 
I have known Idris and Isan for 15 years. He and his daughter have spent Thanksgiving with my family and we've gone, we went to Disney year, Disney World one year. I also, quietly, quiet as it's kept, I also introduced him to his second wife, but we're not gonna talk about that. But let me share this. There's one thing that I know about Idris Elba and, and that is he would do anything. And when I say anything, I mean anything for his daughter, Isan. And I have seen him do that firsthand. Everything in, in Idris's life, his entertainment life, his daughter always came first. So let's be very clear. Idris is very in tune to his daughter. He very much loves his daughter and wants the best for his daughter. Now, in this case, the only rub or maybe two things that I would say is a rub for me is that Idris, in my opinion, could have called his daughter directly and told her that she didn't get the role instead of having Will Packer tell her that she didn't get the role. That's just my opinion, though. I mean, I don't understand, you know, he might was following the rules of how it happens. And the second thing is, I feel like if he didn't give her the role um, that she wanted, he could have at least made her like another character in the movie, maybe like a host or, you know, or, or somebody in the movie so that she could get some credit and being an extra actress. You said an extra? Like, that not an extra, it. but there a role, go. giving her a role so that she could get credit for being a, an actor. Like, you know, like, Claudia, you know, you have to get your points or you have to get your experience. Okay. All right. Q, what do you think about this? Well, the first thing I want to say is, <laughs> Al, for you to know all these damn people and be all at dinner parties and all these people, you ain't got enough money for me. <laughs> Unless you still got some of that lady money left over. Why you why one. you hating on me, Q? That's number one. Why you why you, you hate on me, Q? You know kings and queens. I do. Of I do. Yeah. You you I vacation do. in the Hamptons with the Obamas. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's you know everything. Uh-huh. Okay. And as far as Idris Elba and his daughter, um, it happened the way it was supposed to. All right. You don't you don't you don't get any extra privilege. Um because you're you're my person's daughter you go through the process and i don't want to hear y'all in the comments with the well white people do it all the time i don't care what they do all right and they've never been the gradient or the yardstick for what's right anyway that's a whole nother conversation i love that his daughter went through the process claudia you're an actress i've my agent sends me auditions all the time Okay, big ones. I, I, I auditioned for the role uh, uh, um, on Kimmy Smith, the, the black guy that Titus, whatever, whatever played. I didn't get the part. I went through the rejection. I went through the crying. I wanted it. I, I auditioned for the, the Marlon Wayans uh, show he had on ABC. I didn't get it. It's part of the process. Q, you get out of here with that. Get you out know, of it's here. the truth. Get out and of here so, with that. And, and, and I'm not going to just go. If my dad was Idris Elba, my expectation is that he would use that. You don't get too many people at his level to make those type of decisions. Sometimes we've got to, like, take our ends. Nepotism, ain't nothing wrong with nepotism. Maybe she ain't if, good. Maybe, but, well, but he said, he said she was... He, Will Packer himself said that we're going to be seeing a lot of her in the future. Sometimes you got to give that pass and let that person get on in there because it's not many of us on the main stage anyway. Not when I'm putting a million dollars on this movie and you're not right for the role in the movie Tanks. No. Okay. The best I'm cool. I'm world. cool with that, but he could have given her a part. 
the fact that um, Idris is the a star that he is and would 1000% be able to slide his daughter in that role if you really push for it tells me that their chemistry didn't read well together, which is totally possible. You have couples that are couples in real life, but don't gel on camera. And if there's money being put up, you know, you can't just throw someone in there. So I'm thinking, and I think, and, and, and to be uh, accurate, uh, in that interview, Will Packer did say he did call her and let her know. So she didn't find out about it on the breakfast club. She found out about it prior. She did get the phone call. Right, right. Um, so, 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 you know, I, they said that she's great, but the, t- the chemistry on camera for a father-daughter relationship didn't read. So I would talk to my daddy, folks. <laughs> talk to my daddy for a lot all right well let's move on adele recently opened up about her one-year relationship with sports agent rich paul she said not only does she plan to marry him but she also sees herself having children with him she also revealed that she has never been in love like this what do you think about adele being so open about her relationship with rich paul al i'm sure during your many dinners with them she's spoken to you at length about her love Haterade is real. It is. Let me tell you something. I got to be, be honest with you. I'm actually more interested in Rich Paul's story. And I can't wait to read his book, which is a memoir titled Lucky Me, which is owned by Rock Lit, which is owned by Rock Nation. He's expected to open up about his extremely volatile and, and crazy upbringing. His mother was addicted to drugs. His dad died of cancer when he was in college. He had to drop out of college. And it's called Lucky Me because um, he met LeBron James actually in the airport in Akron. And LeBron James noticed a shirt that he was wearing of Warren Moon from the Oilers. It was a throwback shirt. And they had a conversation. And that conversation changed his entire life. Rick Paul, Rich Paul used to own a throwback shop. And he had the conversation with LeBron. They stayed in contact. And Lord, this is where we are now. He now represents some of the best athletes in the league, in all the leagues, actually. And it completely changed his life from that happenstance at that moment. I want to know more about this Black man than I do about her. Okay. All right. So next time you go to dinner with them, maybe you can find out more. Right. (laughs) He'll be around there tonight. Um, I'm concerned about Adele. Um, I'm truly concerned about Adele. Even in the interview, she used the words, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm obsessed with him. Um, Don't forget, there's reports speculating that she had to cancel uh, part of her residency because she was fighting with him and just could not move on, and she couldn't get her bearings about herself. Um, I don't know. It's just a strange love for me. I hope it's genuine on his part. On Rich's part, um, Rich is rich, so he doesn't need her for her money. Um, but it don't help. It don't. It don't hurt to have an Oprah to your statement either. Um, but I, this relationship concerns me a little bit. I feel the same way. I remember she was like she couldn't perform, and it was all kinds of issues because she was having relationship issues, like you said. And that is never a, a positive. And uh, <clears throat> it kind of feels like she's more into it in my opinion, then he may be. And that could be dangerous when you have so much money in the line with your, your career. All right, quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, please make sure you hit that like button and show your show some love. All right, y'all, y'all remember Club Quarantine? How could we forget? Ooh, child, I remember we was on lockdown, me and my friends, we was in my Honda Civic 
and we just rolled around the city and D nice was just playing all the music and Michelle Obama got on and SWV got on. How could we forget Epic? Right. Saved my life, man. I remember dancing all day and all, all night in, in my apartment till my feet hurt. All right. It definitely got us all through the pandemic. Well, D nice is bringing club quarantine live to Vegas for Labor Day weekend in partnership with live nation urban. Check it out. From his living room to the stage, D-Nice is bringing Club Quarantine live to Las Vegas for a Labor Day weekend destination vibe like no other. Grab your tickets now for three days of fun. Featuring performances by Maya, Keisha Gold, Jagged Edge, Amory. Tickets on sale now at CQLiveInVegas.com. 21 and up. See you in Vegas for Club Quarantine live with D-Nice September 2nd through the 4th. Presented in partnership with Live Nation Urban. And let me tell you, D-Nice, it could not have happened to a better person. You saved us all. You saved the entire like generation that had to deal with the pandemic. So if uh, you want you want to go to this, go to CQLiveInVegas.com for more information. That's CQLiveInVegas.com for more information. All right, y'all. Let's get back to the topics. Um, let me see what we're going to talk about last. Um, Sorry. Should we go to Vegas uh, as a group and go meet, maybe meet up there for that? You, you know, I love Vegas. Oh, nice no, I'll be in the Dominican Republic, guys, for Labor Day. Oh, what what prince is inviting you to go with them down there? Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I will. <laughs> I'm going to be at Breathless, actually. In Wait. Dominican Republic? In the Dominican Republic. Punta Cana or um, uh, which one? Or, in Punta Cana. Uh, Ooh, all right. There. All right, y'all. Uh, real quick before we go, a Florida woman with too much time on her hands was arrested after allegedly calling two police precincts more than eleven thousand times this year and going off on whoever answered the call. Uh, authorities claim Carla Jefferson harasses, belittles, swears, and argues with the person on the other line. Then complaint. The complaint also accuses Jefferson of demanding the police arrest her during her phone calls. But when police arrived at her home, Jefferson would allegedly give the police the middle finger. Can you believe this story? <laughs> I'm going to let Q have this one. Isn't this in Florida? Yes. That like I'm going to let Q have this one. I'm going to let Q have this yes, one because they said last month she called 512 <laughs> times in 24 hours. This lady is obviously batshit crazy, but I can just imagine a fifth of Hennessy and a pack of Newport sitting right next to her phone. <laughs> and she strikes me as somebody who still use a house phone and just be calling, cursing the folks out. It's funny to me. That lady innocent, she needs some mental help. You know what? All right. On that note, we're going to just wrap that up. As I said earlier, Labor Day weekend is all about club quarantine with D-Nice and performances by Keisha Cole, Jagged Edge, Tank, El DeBarge, Maya, and more. Scan the QR code to get your tickets. Fellas, great time, great show. I want to thank uh, my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. And thank you for watching us on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Stay tuned for Lisa Evers' Crime and Hip Hop. We will see y'all on Friday. And if you want your questions answered by these two, go ahead and send your questions in. And we try to get to them, right, y'all? Except for you, you don't ever get to any question about. And be sure to send your questions. Right, sing. No, no, no. We're gonna close the show uh, talking about Claudia. Claudia only. Mm -hmm. We can talk about most things. All right, y'all. See you, (laughs) Friday. 
When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, King Supers Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the King Supers app and start your cart, whatever the cart. King Supers, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kingsupers.com slash boost. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.